from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Live from America. It is 5 p.m. Eastern Time from the Live Free or Die State, the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. This is Live from America, and I am your ever so humble, God fearing, but God loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot. Thank you guys very, very, very much um, for the second hour of your day. Right here on Live from America. Alicia Wida is watching and she says that she loves the intro to this show. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I really do. It takes me, uh, we're actually going to be getting a new intro, believe it or not, um, because Real America's Voice is going to work on an intro with me. So I'm going to send them a bunch of footage and they're going to make me a nice, real professional intro. We have to tighten up the show a little bit before we get it ready for um, our, our very own slot on America, Real America's Voice News. And I think it'll be 10 o'clock Eastern Time, PM every night, um, and 7 o'clock, uh, Pacific Time every night. But it will just be a, a, a rerun of this 5 o'clock show. So if you guys watch me on my programs, then you'll be able to catch it before everybody else in the world does. So, your noise struck again, somebody said. That noise is back? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Let's see if that noise is back. It sure is. I don't know why that's doing that. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm just going to get right rid of that whole entire thing. There we go. Gone. Um, so <laughs> the noise is back. That's just letting you know that we're, we're, we're slamming the gate. Ladies and gentlemen, the time for Live from America is now. If you didn't make it, boom, we slammed the gate. No, I'm just kidding. The noise is gone now. So, yeah, I don't know why that happens. I guess if I have it uh, anywhere in the show, even if it's not a part of the show, if it's just uploaded into the show, when you press live, it when you go live and start streaming on your programs, it just automatically plays. So, um, boom, sound again. Make it stop. I think we made it stop. I think we did that. <laughs> anyway, folks, to tighten up the show to get it ready for Real America's Voice News, there's just some things that we got to do. And uh, but like you guys will be able to catch the show long before anybody else who watches it on the on the uh, on the program. But they're gonna they're gonna help me create a a really tight uh, introduction. And uh, and then of course there'll be a couple different breaks in between each um, you know in between the show somewhere uh, for for Real America's Voice to add their commercials in. Um, but what I'll do just to give you guys a heads up um, is I will actually show a. On, the, on our version, anyway, I'll actually show a commercial of, like, PatriotFoods.com or show a commercial of, you know, RMA Apparel, who, who we work with, or Advantage Specialties down in Florida, who we work with, or, you know, the Brave uh, Company, uh, the, the Brave American that we showed the other day with the signs. I'll, I'll have commercials made up of people that we actually have on the America Strong page, and those are the ones that I'll run, um, and then Real America's Voice can run whatever they do. So, um, we're... You know, we're getting some things tightened up. I would like to give some shout-outs, though, because we've got over a couple thousand people watching already. I want to give a shout-out to Blaine in Minnesota. 
And um, a country boy truck says, hey, from South Carolina. Uh, C. Ward says, love the hat. I want one. This is actually made by Advantage Specialties, and I am going to have them start making some things as well because, like I said, I'm going to use about four or five different patriotic companies to do the apparel from now on, and uh, that's the that's the the direction that we're moving forward right here at Life from America. We've got Gail watching from Ocala, Florida, and um, EJ from Michigan. Good to see you. Shout out, please, from North Carolina, says Lil Miss 62. We've got Pam in OHIO, who's watching today. Kathy in Wyoming, can't wait to hear the scoop this afternoon. Um, you talked about Washington State today, and I'm really not understanding what's really going on. Please explain. Well, Washington State has made it mandatory for public school to start teaching critical race theory, which is basically teaching racism against white people. So that's what's going on in Washington. Um, I, hopefully I explained that a little bit better for other people to, under, uh, to, to hear. So, Joe, how you doing? Joe, good to see you. Um, we've got a lot of people from Pennsylvania. We've got uh, people watching from Bucks County. Actually, I have something to talk about tonight. That have, that pertains to Bucks County. So, um, we'll get right to that pretty soon as well. Katie says, love you, Jeremy. New York here. Well, I love you too, Katie. Thanks for joining in. And Christine0205 says, hey, Jeremy, I need a shout out. Well, there you go, Christine. Shouting your name from the rooftop, baby. <laughs> All right, folks, grab some coffee here. <clears throat> And I would like to say thank you to uh, Holly from RMA Apparel. Had a great conversation with Holly today, and she's got a, some really nice designs that she's going to send over. We're going to really start getting uh, real tight with our apparel here. Uh, LFA slogans, LFA-based kind of, uh, you know, designs, and then uh, we'll incorporate the other designs that I already have, like the Armor of God, into having these folks do the, do the uh, work for us, because... Um, we're one big happy family here, and we should all be working together. Cecilia Young says, shout out, please, Texas in the house. How you doing, Cecilia? And please, folks, take this time to share the video, copy the link, get it on your Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. I would appreciate that. I'd also like to thank Levi and Anna Fisher. Once again, this is the second time, folks, that these guys have pitched in $500 for the donation to the family farm that we end up picking. Now... Here's the family farm that we are sending the money to. Again, I had 250 raised. 500 just came in from Levi and Anna Fisher. God bless you guys for doing this because this is a really, this is a really big deal. And it's very important that we keep family farms going. Whether they're very tiny family farms, whether they're good sized family farms, it doesn't matter. We need to keep the tradition going. And, um, I had a great suggestion today that the family farm should be the Sutton family farm in I hope I say this right. This is a really hard word for me to say. So it's uh, Okechobee, Okechobee, Florida. Okechobee or Okechobee, Florida. It's the Sutton Family Farm. That is who we are donating the money to. Um, I, I checked them out quite a bit this afternoon. And I, what I really like about them, I called them. I left a message. Hopefully we get a call back from them. And um, the reason why I, I chose them was because they are... Uh, they're a farm that does a lot of, you know, family tours where they want people to come and bring their families out and do a tour of the farm. They want to teach them about the love of the land. They want to teach them about the importance of family farms. They got ice cream. They got all that. They're very, 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 very uh, passionate about their cows. 
So the Sutton Family Farm in Okeechobee, Florida, is who the $750 is going to go to. And again, I would like to thank Levi and Ann Fisher because if it wasn't for you guys donating the amount that you donated twice now, two months back to back, then uh, you know the, the the amount would be quite a bit smaller. So thank you very much, Okeechobee. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate that, Okeechobee. So you guys can check them out online at on Sutton Family Farm, and maybe we'll bring them up here in a little bit so you guys can see a little bit about what they do. You can read about their family. You can read about how passionate they are about their farms. Um, and that's exactly what we need, folks. We need people to keep that tradition alive. You know, the family farm, the railroad industry, those are the backbones of this country. The backbones of this country. And I come from a railroad and military family and farm uh, farmer family. I grew up, you know, uh, milking cows, literally back by, when you milked cows like this. Of course, then they end up getting machines at my cousin's family farm. Um, baling hay. I was up in the mow, 100 and something degrees while ba- hay-, hay bales are coming up and slapping you in the face while coming, coming in from the window of the barn. And uh, uh, so, you know, I, I've been there. I know what it's all about. And I think keeping that stuff alive is is really 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 important um corn pop says jeremy my cousin passed away yesterday he was in his 30s he was an atheist all his life but gave his life to jesus a couple weeks ago i am so thankful he is with jesus so sad that he passed wow he gave his life to jesus just a couple weeks ago oh wow talk about god working in his life well, I'm very, very sorry for your loss, uh, Corn Pop. It's, it's hard to not smile when I say that. But I am very sorry for your loss. And any loss to anybody's family here is a loss to the LFA family. And um, I, I truly am very, very sorry. But I'm so very happy that he gave his life to the Lord. But getting back to the, the family farms, yes, guys, it's very, very important that we keep that tradition alive. We keep that uh, that part of America alive. So the Okeechobee uh, Sutton Family Farm, they're going to get the $750. I can't wait to, to get them to come on. And, uh, you know, it's very weird to say, hey, we're going to give you some money. Would you like to come on and and, and say how you like it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like that. I do want them to come on. I want them to plug their farm. I want them to tell people about their farm. We have a lot of listeners in Florida. And if, and if you bring your families out to Florida, then that's, I mean, if you bring your families out and you live in Florida, why not go and visit that farm? You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, that's, it's very important that we keep doing that. I'd also like to say uh, prayers for Daniel Goldstein, folks. We just talked about somebody that lost their life. Uh, Daniel Goldstein, um, actually tried to take his own life last night and his mom, Susan reached out to me and asked us to pray for her son, Daniel. So we will incorporate Daniel and we will incorporate, uh, a family member from corn pop on here as well into our prayers today. Uh, because I think all of our, our prayers work folks. They do. I can tell you this from the bottom of my heart. Truthfully, our prayers do work here on Live from America. We are action item people and we are soldiers of God and they do work. So, um, it's just really, it's, it's really struggling right now. The whole country's struggling and this whole thing with suicide and, 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 you know, people passing away too early, man, it's, Got to bring God into the whole thing. I'd also like to give a big shout-out, if I could, to Tammy Colbreth as well. Tammy Colbreth, big shout-out to you. Um, all right, folks, we're going to get right into reading from Jesus Calling. Uh, we, we had a little technical difficulties, difficulties with that stupid gate sound again today, and so we're running a little bit behind time, and um, I think it's a good time after talking about what we just did to really go to the Lord and, and, and just filter everything out right now. Let's not think about God, um, our jobs Let's not think about 
you know, money. Let's not think about donations. Let's not think about uh, Dumb Dumb Awards or the show or anything. Let's literally just put all of our effort into focusing on the Word, the devotional, and the cross. So today, June 3rd, the evening version of Jesus Calling says this, Putting me first sounds so simple and straightforward, but the world, the flesh, and the devil war against your efforts to do just this. Delight yourself in me first and foremost. As you walk in the light of my presence, I open up the path before you and give you the desires of your heart. We've talked about this a lot, folks, right here on the show. We've talked about how easy and simple it sounds to just put God first and to and to uh, have conversation with him every day. But just like it says here, the world, the flesh, and the devil are constantly at war, pulling you away from that. And we have to try extra hard, especially for those who are not saved yet or who don't want to be saved or who want nothing to do with it. We have to try extra hard for them because we're making up for so many people. Remember, the road to heaven, the path to heaven is very narrow, but the path to hell is wide and everybody's on it. So we need to get uh, we need to do extra work, folks. Uh, Psalm 37, 4 is where that is pulling from. And it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And again, we've talked about that, too. Just because you don't see the desire uh, being, the blessing being uh, given to you in the way that you wanted it doesn't mean that your heart's desires aren't being fulfilled. It might come in a very different way. Remember, your perspective and God's perspective are two very different things. Okay? Um, also, pulling from First uh, John 1, 7, which says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Put me first and let me direct your steps. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Folks, that's what we're just talking about. That's what I was just talking about. Fellowship with one another. Family members of family members that are passing away or trying to commit suicide, trying to leave this earth. We are all one close, tight-knit family here on Life from America, and that is one thing, no matter the growth, no matter what TV station picks us up, no matter what direction we go, no matter what distribution that we have, even if a million people were watching this show, the 10,000 of us or so that watch this daily, twice a day, um, and that's just the ones that are dedicated to watch it twice a day. There's another 10 or 20,000 that watch just one show a day or watch one or two shows a week, but the 10,000 or so that watch twice a day, we will forever be intertwined with each other's lives. And I want to thank you for that so very much. So let's get to the Lord's Prayer, folks, and let's let's incorporate some, some, uh, some fellowship into the prayer for those who are having a struggle right in without, within our family, okay? So here we go, folks. From your lips to God's ears, let's make it count. Let's focus on the cross as we do it, and let's all join in together. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, please, 
Please, Lord, we have a lot of evil in this world right now that is trying to convince people to take their own lives. We have a lot of things that are going on in this world that are taking people's lives who don't want their lives to be taken. And Lord, we just ask that you uh, show us the path, show us the way. Let us be the light for those around us. Let us try to do extra work uh, for, for, for you, God. Let us be soldiers uh, of, of the gospel so that we can get the gospel out there and try to get as many people saved as possible before their day comes. Uh, Lord, we, we ask for, um, uh, for you to, to, to be there for, uh, Corn Pops family. And we're not talking about Joe Biden. We're talking about our own family members right here at Live from America. We ask that you, you be there for them. Let them lean on you, Lord, when they need you. Let them lean on you like a crutch so that they can get through this, that they can mourn and they can, uh, share stories and share memories and come out of this, Lord, full, uh, full of the Holy Spirit. And, um, Lord, we just ask that you uh, you also protect Daniel and uh, Susan and their struggles. And hopefully, Lord, you can, you know, the seeds that we plant in, in the hearts of people like Daniel, hopefully those those seeds will be watered sooner than later, Lord. But this is all uh, done by your design, and uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks. That was a rough one today. But you know what? There's no negative when it comes to prayer. What we just did is we put it out in the universe and God will water that and we did it together and I want to thank you so very much for reaching out to me when you need me to pray for you. When you need the LFA family to pray for you, I want to thank you for reaching out to me. And and, and for those who I don't see some of your emails uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I do apologize, but uh, you, you will always, you will always, folks, have somebody here, right here in this Life from America family to lean on because that's what we're here to do. So, having said that, ah, you guys ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. I am ready to get to Live from America. We are 20 minutes into the show and I think it's time that we, uh, we get started. Uh, I want to I start the first and foremost section today with reading President Trump's newest statement as it pertains to Dr. Anthony Fauci and his emails, because you knew President Trump was going to have something to say about this, and actually President Trump had a lot to say about this. So let's go ahead and read this. President Trump's statement about Dr. Fraudji, his flip-flop Fauci emails, and exactly who this guy really is. And it really is terrible that President Trump had to have this guy surrounding his administration, giving him very, very bad advice, basically just to bait him in to to use him and to use the power of the presidency to push the leftist agenda. That's what happened. They used President Trump like so many people did around him. So let's get ready to read this. After seeing the emails, President Trump writes, our country is fortunate that I did not do what Dr. Fauci wanted me to do. For instance, I closed our borders to China very early despite not wanting them closed. The Democrats and the fake news media called me a xenophobe. In the end, we saw that this was a life-saving decision, and likewise with closing our borders to Europe, specifically to certain heavily infected countries. I was later given credit, even by Tony, for saving hundreds of thousands of lives. Dr. Fauci also didn't put an emphasis on the speed of the vaccine production because he thought it would take three, four, or maybe even five years to create. I got it done in less than nine months with Operation Warp Speed. In retrospect, the vaccine is saving the world. Then, I placed the greatest bet in history. We ordered billions of dollars worth of vaccines before we knew it even worked. 
had that not been done, our wonderful vaccines would not have been administered until October of this year. No one would have had the shot that, w- that has now saved the world uh, uh, and millions of lives. Also, Dr. Fauci was totally against masks when I even thought that they would at least be a little helpful. He then changed his mind completely and became a radical masker. There are a lot of questions that must be answered by Dr. Fauci. The funding of Wuhan by the U.S. was foolishly started by the Obama administration in 2014, but ended under the Trump administration. When I heard about it, I said, quote, no way. What did Fauci know about gain-of-function research, and when did he know it? Now, everyone, even the so-called enemy, are beginning to say that President Trump was right about the China virus coming from the Wuhan lab. The correspondence between Dr. Fauci and China speaks too loudly for anyone to ignore. China should pay $10 trillion to America and the world for the death and the destruction that they have caused. And that is all by design. And it is all with the help of Dr. Anthony Splinter Ratface Fauci himself, the one and only Swamp Rat. And ladies and gentlemen, because of the emails, and because of the fact that we have given it to him so many separate times right here on Live from America, you know what I got to do. I have to label Dr. Fauci the dumb, dumb award recipient for the month of May. Dr. Fauci, you get the month of May 2021 Dumb, dumb award of the month. You now share this seat and you share this wonderful honor right here on Live from America with the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who posted pictures of her abuela's casa today. You also share this with the likes of drunk himself, wino John Boehner, who does not know which way is up, which way is down, which way is right, and which way is left. He does know, however, how to walk his retired butt into the kitchen and get himself a new bottle of wine or a glass of whiskey. And now Dr. Fauci is the third recipient of the Dum Dum Award of the Month. Yay, Dr. Fauci, you should be so, so proud of yourself. So we got, we played that music for you, but you know we got to play the Dumb Dumb Award music for you, too. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, Dumb Dumb Award of the Month, live from America, month of May, year 2021. So now we have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, John Boehner, and Dr. Fauci, who, ladies and gentlemen, will get... The next Dumb Dumb Award of the Month for the month of June? I guess that remains to be seen. (laughs) But it's basically whoever gets it mostly throughout the month. And Dr. Fauci got it quite a bit this month. But in light of the emails, well, you know, he had to take this. He had to take this one too. Ah, K Bunch 6269 says, saw that coming a mile away. And A Garcia says, love the sound buttons. Yeah, me too. I actually love them. All right, folks. <laughs> Moving on. 
Ron DeSantis. Actually, you know what? Before we get to Ron DeSantis, I got to talk about this because this is this is great news for Michigan. We already know that Michigan is trying to recall their governor there, Governor Gretchen Whitless. And there's six different petitions that are in play that a judge said could move forward to recall this terrible, terrible governor who did exactly what Andrew Cuomo did in killing old people and locking down the free Americans of her state. However, we also have an audit that's probably going to end up happening in Michigan because we know about the audits that are going to happen in PA and Georgia, which we'll get to in a little bit. However, this is something different, folks. A new bill in Michigan is stirring up massive controversy within the state because it now has been passed by the Senate. It passed by the Senate yesterday, and the bill would require the governor to give notice whenever she leaves the state for any reason. And this would apply to to governors in the future, too. So if any governor were, are, is to leave the state of Michigan for any reason, they will have to notify the state legislature that they are leaving and when they are leaving. And this bill was introduced and then ultimately passed by the Senate because it followed the governor's trip to Florida in March, that she tried to cover up, that she took after telling the residents of Michigan not to leave the state. So here you go. We have a draconian governor who decides to destroy business, destroy small business, destroy barbers' businesses, and tell everybody that they have to be locked down and you have to wear a mask, even in, in your home, and going to the bathroom, taking a shower, going swimming, washing your face, or anything else. She also told you that you weren't allowed to leave the state. Then she leaves the state. She told you you shouldn't be flying on planes. Then she gets a plane of her own and flies on taxpayer dime. She tells you you shouldn't be going out to restaurants. Guess what she does? She goes out to restaurants, unmasked, puts tables together, and has dinner. So the legislature right there in Michigan, who has all the power in the world, has said, you know what, we have had enough of this governor and her draconian um, dictatorship and that we are going to do something about it. So not only do they have the six petitions moving forward to recall said Governor Gretchen Whitless, they also now are <laughs> going to make it so that whenever she leaves the state, she has to notify the state legislature when and where she's going. And you can tell, you already know, Democrats in Michigan are flipping out about this. Oh, you mean to say that she's like, that your guys are her parents and that she has to notify you every time that she goes somewhere? You're just trying to keep tabs on her. Uh, yep. You mean to tell us that she has to notify you like she's some 16-year-old child? Uh, yep. You mean to tell us that everywhere she goes, she has to tell you exactly where she's going so that you'll know where she is at all times? That's a security risk. Uh, nobody cares. Too bad. So sad. Maybe she shouldn't have been taking chartered plane trips when she told everybody to stay locked down. Maybe she shouldn't have been going out to restaurants when she was literally uh, jailing people and fining people for opening up their restaurants. I don't know. Just maybe. So uh, Governor Gretchen Whitless has a lot more questions to be answered, okay, by the people of her own state. A lot more questions. For instance, how long was your trip to Florida when you went? That's a question that the people of Michigan want to know. How about whose private jet did you actually take? Whose private jet was it that you chartered on taxpayer dime to leave the state when you ordered other people that they could not leave the state? Here's another question. Why do you think that you are above the law with your illegal orders in the first place? Here's another question that people in Michigan would love to know. Gretchen Whitless, where is the nursing home data that you are hiring, that you are hiding? 
Where's the nursing home data that you are supposed to give to the people because it's the people's information? What is in Gretchen Whitless? What is in that document that was signed by the guy who just left your administration and you guys signed um, uh, non-disclosure agreements where he couldn't say anything, basically a gag order where he couldn't say anything about your handling of the coronavirus pandemic? I have a feeling that all of these people that made their way to the top very so far high, you know, like the, the, the Gretchen Whitmers and the Andrew Cuomo's and the Gavin Newsom's, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And every one of these guys are going to end up in a very, very bad place. Mark my words. So, uh, Gretchen Whitless, you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of explaining to do. You got a lot of explaining to do. And once you do all that explaining, See you later. So, a lot going on in Michigan, but this bill that just passed the Senate is going to make her literally like have to fill out like a, like, this is where I was, this is why I went there, and this is when I'll be back. Almost like she's in work release, or she's in some kind of uh, uh, work program. We really, we really want that nursing home data, though. That's what we really want. All right, folks, Ron DeSantis. This is a great story that I was going to tell you this morning, but I ran out of time. Governor Ron DeSantis, probably America's governor, just like Rudy Giuliani was America's mayor. Ron DeSantis is now America's governor, even surpassing people like Greg Abbott, if you ask me. However, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a record $101 billion budget with $550 million of that budget going for a pay raise for the teachers of Florida. This comes on the heels of Ron DeSantis also giving a bonus to first responders and police. Remember that a couple weeks ago when he signed that? And that was a $1,000 bonus to first responders and police. And now he's taking care of the teachers, by the way, who are not the same people that we talk about when we talk about the teachers' unions. That's like the difference in talking about the military and then the top brass in the Pentagon. That's the difference. The top brass in the Pentagon equal the teachers' unions. The military... Men and women who fight for our country so bravely are equivalent to the teachers. And the fact that the teachers are going to get a raise um, right there in Florida, that's great. Because you want to know what's happening right now? Governor Ron DeSantis is a governor for his people. He is governing for his people, and he's doing what his people who put him in that seat want him to do. Isn't that a weird concept, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that just a weird concept in 2021? Hey, we want you to, we want to vote for you and this is what we want done. Okay, cool. Vote for me. Yay, I win. Guess what? Now I go and do exactly what you told me to do when you said that you would vote for me. <gasps> I know it's a weird concept, folk, but it's, it's called, you know, being true to your word. It's called being a decent human being. It's called being a public servant, not a politician. And that is why Ron DeSantis is headed for the stars, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope that him and President Trump work out something together because that would be a dynamic duo, regardless if it was way before or even at, or even uh, right at 2024. Whenever it happens, whenever it happens, I don't want to see Pence anywhere near Donald Trump. I want to see Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. That would be the dynamic duo. So good job to Ron DeSantis for actually standing up for his people that voted for him. All right? Now, here is another uh, story that I wanted to tell you guys. This is a... Uh, Two stories, actually. Two stories. This is how powerful Live From America audience is starting to get, folks. You guys, the stuff that you guys are doing 
based on the information that you get from this show, is making a major difference. A major difference. And if you don't believe me, let me give you two stories. Number one, I just got off the phone with Holly from RMA Apparel in California. She told me that before this show, before she got turned on to this show, she was really literally up and leaving California. She was like, you know what? We just can't do it here anymore. I've got kids here. I've got a business here. I've got my life here. But I'm up and leaving California. Then she came across Live from America. And the Courage is Contagious slogan was, it seemed to stick with her. And you know what she ended up doing? She said, you know what? I'm not just going to run from California. Because California needs people to stay and fight. If people end up leaving, that's their choice and that's 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 great. But I am going to stay here and I'm going to fight. And I'm going to get involved. And that's exactly what Holly decided to do. She decided to stay in California. She decided to get involved. She she decided that courage is contagious. And now she's fighting to save California. And when you hear those stories that people say, I was going to do something and then I started watching Live from America. That is such an amazing inspiration to me. Because first of all, when you say that to me, it goes directly into a smile and then all glory goes to God. All right, And I'm just very, very happy that I'm in a position to be able to help people like this to, to make decisions that better people around them. It's just an amazing feeling to be a part of something like that. All right, That's one story. Here's another story for you guys. And I was talking about this earlier when we talked about, um, when we talked about uh, was it Buck County, Pennsylvania. So let me go ahead. Well, first of all, let me tell you this. Uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, you need to go to audittheVotePA.com. You know you've heard me talking about that before. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I found out that you do not need, it says that, uh, and this comes from Stephen Bryant, somebody who watches the show. He says, I've since learned that Pennsylvania citizenship is not required to fill out the form for the audit. I just filled out my form, and we only need 33,000 more signatures in order to uh, for the audit to commence. This is huge because you already have the entire legislature that's coming back and pushing for the audit too. They only need 33,000 more signatures, folks. So if you're watching this video or if you have anybody that you would, would jump on there and sign this petition, get them on there. That's audittheVotePA.com. They only need 33,000 more. That is massive, okay? Now I'm looking for this other story here, and this comes from a friend uh, by the name of Sarah Bauer. Now I want to read this to you. The school district that she lives in is in Central Bucks School District, the third largest district in the state of Pennsylvania. She said, tonight, the board, under new leadership, the school board, is meeting and invited the health and invited the health of Bucks County Health Department, Dr. David Damsker. He has been right about everything COVID in Bucks County. And then here's the article. So then she, she sends me the article, but then she sends me this. She went to the meeting. Okay, and she sent me this. It passed four to three. One school board member came and left. It was his birthday and another never even showed up. So two members never voted. Dr. Damsker said that he would end the mask mandate in Bucks County because our numbers are so low. The kids can take their mask off starting Monday. (laughs) Regardless of Governor Wolf, and regardless of the draconian stuff that he says, that he pushes. This is awesome. This is amazing. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is another st- another story of a minor, uh, of what seems to be a minor win, but I look at it as a major win. A major win for kids so they can get back to normal. 
Okay, so let me re- let me read on. She said the kids can take off their masks starting Monday. The people, including the board members who want masks on the kids, wore masks the entire three and a half hour meeting. She said the masked people are saying that they will not send their kids into school with unmasked children. They are still scared of COVID. One masked parent brought her masked daughter and her masked friend. They all talked about how they liked wearing the masks and that the kids even talked about turning 12 years old and being able to take the vaccine when they turn 12. So you see what they, you see these liberal parents have got their liberal kids brainwashed so badly that they just love wearing the mask. And these teachers and these kids are now, these parents are going, well, we're not going to send our kids to school with unmasked children. Good. Then don't. Guess what? It's your prerogative to do that. Also, nobody cares. You pushed this crap on us for 16 months and you loved it. You loved every bit of the fact that our kids had to be socially awkward. You loved every bit of the fact that our kids couldn't breathe and probably develop some kind of disease that they'll see 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road and in hindsight they'll go, man, I wish my mom wasn't such a liberal dum-dum and made me wear that mask the entire time because it was such a stupid thing to do. Go ahead, keep your kids at home. That's your prerogative. But you're going to find out that you're doing your child a disservice and you're taking your child away from things that they should be involved in. And just because your child agrees with you doesn't mean they actually agree with you. They agree with you because they want mommy and daddy's approval. If they actually had a chance to think on their own for a minute, which a liberal will never let their child do because they're all about pushing agendas and they're all about indoctrination, then they would probably go, you know what? I don't want to wear this mask either. I want to hang out with my friends. It's going to backfire on you. But good job to um, to Sarah Bauer for sticking going to these places going to this and sticking her neck out and having courage. And this is exactly what I was talking about when, when I was talking about the power of the Live from America audience. But that's not it, folks. That's not it. Are you ready for this? You remember that I told you about that Scottsdale hotel that ended up being taken over by the feds so they could be a safe house for illegal aliens, right? All right? And about two hours, not even, about an hour after I did the broadcast, we had a, a, a great uh, gentleman by the name of Kurt. He was visit, he was uh, vacationing there. He decided to drive down there and see if it was true and took pictures of him for himself and sent me back to pictures to validate the fact that it was definitely true. Okay, it was first reported by a Gateway Pundit reporter. That's the first place that I got it from. All right, then we sent we did the broadcast and people started going out there. You want to know what happened the very next day, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this is the power of, play, uh, of, of things like uh, the Gateway Pundit and Live from America. I'm going to put this up on the screen for you. Here we go, folks. Hundreds protest Scottsdale Hotel turned holding facility for families seeking asylum. This was just last night. <laughs> I love this stuff. I love the power of this show. I love the way you guys get so involved. Check this out. Hundreds of people waving American flags gathered to protest the federal government's immigration policy in front of a hotel in central Scottsdale that is now operating as a short-term uh, termigrant bill, uh, holding facility for families seeking asylum. The former Homewood Suites Hotel at Scottsdale and Mountain View Roads, which is owned by real estate investment trust Woodbridge Hospitality, has signed an agreement with Endeavors, a nonprofit contracted by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. According to the agreement, Endeavors will manage the property until September 30th. Think about all the illegal aliens that will go in and out of there from September 30th, uh, till September 30th. Okay? Um... 
Ben Miranda said that the facility will house families who will stay at the property for no more than 72 hours. So if families are staying there no more than three days and you got that place filled up and you're going all the way to September 30th, how many people does that equate to? Tens of thousands, if not millions, folks. And then they're going to be going off into some other place that's on the taxpayer dime in within the within the continental United States or the uh, the country of the United States. Check this out. Scottsdale's officials released a statement um, saying ICE had informed the city that the facility would start housing migrants on Friday, one day before the operation started. Scottsdale has no current authority to prevent the hotel from being rented for these immigrant families. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and the contractor who will operate the facility facility have provided assurance that they will be able to address any operational concerns that may arise. All right. But check this out. This is the cool part. We had hundreds show up to protest this and then we had counter protesters. Look at them. One, two, three, four, five. And look what their signs say. Welcome refugees. No human being is illegal. Um, well, that's a lie. Because those human beings that are housed in that facility right there are here illegally by law. So what a stupid statement to make. But there they are. There's your six um, counter-protesters that uh, tried to come and protest against the hundreds that showed up with American flags and stuff. So, folks, I couldn't wait to show you that because, again, it shows the power of this show. It shows the reach of this show. And it shows the determination, the effort, and the grit of the people who watch this show. And I am inspired more than you know, every time I see something like that happen. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. You guys are awesome. You guys are truly awesome. All right, moving on. We're going to give the Smarty Award of the day. So let's go ahead. I don't want to blast your eardrums. Let's cue that drum roll, shall we? Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? The Smarty Award of the day today is going to go to the Georgia legislature. Why? Well, let's talk about it for a minute. Oh, this is going to make Rachel Madhouse head blow through the roof. Uh, we already know that Pennsylvania senators and Pennsylvania representatives visited Arizona so that they could see a blueprint on how to do a proper forensic audit, the model on how to do a proper forensic audit of something of this magnitude. Okay. And this will happen in PA. The same thing that's happening in Arizona is now going to happen in PA. But don't let that stop you from going to AuditTheVotePA.com. You need as much thrown at this as possible. Okay? But that's going to happen in Pennsylvania next. But wait! There's more, ladies and gentlemen. Because Georgia Republican leaders, including candidate for governor Vernon Jones, are heading to Arizona next week to do the exact same thing. Visit the state legislature there with Arizona to the state house and then take a tour of the facility where they're doing the forensic audit so they can mirror the same audit in Pennsylvania and now mirror the same audit in Georgia. Now, let me ask you this question, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Check this out. Check this out. Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania. What does that equal? That equals Plenty of electoral colleges uh, votes to be decertified by the people who have the power to do it, which is the state legislature, pull those electoral college votes back so that nobody makes 270, unless in these forensic audits they find out that votes that went to Biden were actually supposed to be cast for Trump. There's two big, there's two massive scenarios here. 
The scenario, ladies and gentlemen, if they find out that the votes cast for Biden were supposed to be going for Trump and they went to Biden, well, that means that those votes rightfully go to Trump and then the Electoral College votes should be decertified and then recertified in the President Trump's administration. That's number one. The second scenario is if they find out that there's just too much fraud going on with these ballots, these ballots are completely fraudulent, nobody gets them, in which case they decertify the election and those electoral college votes come off of Biden and don't go to Trump, well, then you're in a scenario where we already know what happens when neither candidate makes 270, it gets kicked back to the states, in which case we have more states than the Democrats do. One way or another, folks... These forensic audits are going to show that President Trump won the election. And if it doesn't show that President Trump won the election, it will show that President Biden did not win. Either way, it's going to show that the wrong man is in the right house. Or the wrong man is in the white house. Either way... Resident Corn Pop is an illegitimate president serving in office where he does not belong illegally and you cannot govern if you were not legally voted in by the people of each state. Can I get an amen? Oh, yeah. Can I get a yeah, 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 yeah. And can I get an amen, ladies and gentlemen? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, they just keep falling, don't they? They just keep falling. Now, I know there's a, there's a, there's a group of you right now. Out of the 6,000 people that are watching the show right now, there is a group of you that are saying nothing will be done. Nothing will be done. Well, we also didn't think we'd get this far either. We've never been this far in history when it comes to forensic audits. We are in uncharted territory here, folks. So whether you see a tweet from Jenna Ellis, a tweet or a statement by Sidney Powell or Lynn Wood, I don't think anybody knows what's next. I think we just need to make sure that we continue to keep fighting with massive amounts of energy, massive amounts of truth and determination and God on our side, and it will all work out and play out exactly the way we want it to. Okay? Come on, man. You're in an of pressure. You didn't know? <laughs> Woo! On top of that, folks, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona, and now Georgia going out to do the same trip that Pennsylvania senators and representatives did, 500 prominent Georgia Republicans, including the party chairman, David Schaefer, are demanding that Brian Kemp launch a full forensic audit of the 2020 election. So let me ask you this. What do you get? When you have your Georgia legislation going out and seeing how to do the audit, coming back and actually voting to do the audit, 500 prominent Republican GOP members plus the chairman of the party, all right, and plus all the people telling you, we want a forensic audit. Guess what happens? A forensic audit. So I'm super stoked. And you know what? We don't need Michigan. And Wisconsin is the easiest, ladies and gentlemen. Wisconsin is the easiest out of all of these. Why? Because we already have a judge who voted, I mean, not voted, who, who ordered long ago, months ago, for over 200,000 ballots to be sequestered, which means that President Trump won that there, too. Because they, they went completely against the state constitution and the state laws there in doing mail-in ballots because you're not supposed to do any in the state of Wisconsin, period. In, in, in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Arizona, they just changed them illegally, circumventing the state legislatures. But in Wisconsin, you're not supposed to do a period, and they did it. Over 200,000. So we don't need Wisconsin. We don't need Michigan if they're not going to play ball. We just need those three little states right there. And then we can continue to move on to states that wouldn't even matter if we took them back anyway. Like Virginia, which you know that President Trump won. 
uh, Nevada, which you know that President Trump won. And he probably won California too, but I'm not going to push that one. Either way, folks, we're in the lead. They are not. All right? And we're the ones fighting. And we're doing, we, we did their playbook this entire time and they can't stand it. All right, I got a lot more to go through, and I only got about 10 minutes left, so let's get to it. I'm going to give another, another Smarty Award? That's two in one day? Let's just go ahead and give it to him. You might know him as the governor of Texas. You might know him as Governor Greg Abbott in the, lo- the largest state, well, not really Alaska, I guess, is the largest state. Largest state on mainland anyway, where everything is bigger, right? Where everything is bigger. Greg Abbott has said enough is enough. The federal government is not doing its job. The federal government is not protecting our borders. And the federal government is not protecting the people of Texas. So since the federal government has had their opportunity and failed, then we are going to pick up the slack and we are not going to fail. Governor Greg Abbott is sending 1,000. Can I get it here one more time? 1,000. No, no, no. Let me hear it a little bit louder. 1,000 thousand National Guards men and women and public safety officers to where? The border. To secure what? The border. And guess what happens if they catch you coming across the border illegally in Texas? You will go to jail. Woo! The federal government has failed to keep us safe. The president has failed to do the one job that he has sworn to do, and that is protect Americans. So myself and Ken Paxton, we will take it upon ourselves, and we will secure our border ourselves. We will send our own National Guards men and police to the border, and we will secure it what? Ourselves. And if they come across the border illegally, what are we going to do, men? Lock them up. Lock them up. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you know, say what you want about Governor Greg Abbott. I can sit here and pick apart a lot of things that he does all day long, as well as you could probably pick out a lot of things that I do apart all day long. You know, like playing a stupid gate sound in the middle of the beginning of the video and not being able to understand what's going on. This, ladies and gentlemen, is huge news. And just like the audit, just like the vote, the forensic auditing, courage is contagious, and I see other governors doing the same thing governor Ducey needs to get out of there though we got more news folks good news and bad news i want to show you on the screen it's not really bad news but it's just you know something that we don't like to see anyway so i'm going to go ahead and pull this up on the screen for you okay here we go this right here is a receipt photocopied receipt of what exactly what i just said receipts new hampshire these are the, this is the tally of all of the, uh, the, the four machines that we did an audit on just in the last two weeks. Okay, check this out. There are over 200 voting machines in New Hampshire. We've only worked on four. The same machines are used in 137 towns. Four machines were checked and the same 10,006 ballots were scanned by four machines. But then you come down here and you start doing a summary of what these four machines actually read. So 10,006 ballots were sent through this machine. 10,006 ballots were sent through this machine. 10,006 through this machine. And 10,006 through this machine. Let's go ahead and see what we got for numbers here, shall we? Let's go for the first line. This machine reads that there's 5628. 
This machine reads that there's 5758. That's a discrepancy of 60 votes right there. Same ballots run through two of the same company machines, which is Dominion. This one says 5627, while this one says 5696. Let's just go down a little bit more. Okay? And the and, and the reason why you're seeing different things here is because they're from different they're they're counting from different areas in 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 uh, Winham. Here's what 4323, 4341, 4329, 4326. Let's go down to line three. 2781, 2776, 2780, 2778, 2756, 2754, 2755, 2754. Now you can see that they're not big. I think that the most was maybe like a hundred and something votes different. But the point of the story here, ladies and gentlemen, is this is just in Windham. What about the other hundreds of the same machines? Contact the New Hampshire legislature and attorney general to demand a statewide forensic audit. So that is what we're doing here in New Hampshire, folks. Those machines concurrently had the same 10,006 ballots run through them. And not a single one matched with the numbers from the one previous to, to, uh, to it counting. So that's four machines that gave all four completely, totally different um, ballot counts. And that's just four. We still have 133 machines left to do a forensic audit on. So you see what's going on here, folks? The machines are faulty. The machines themselves are not reliable. They're just not. But here's the good news coming out of New Hampshire. You know that bill, HR1 and SR1, that would federalize the elections? That the only people that are saving us from that is Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Well, New Hampshire was the first state to do this, ladies and gentlemen. New Hampshire voted on it and passed it today. And what is that? Well, <laughs> we, no matter what HR1 and SR1, no matter what they do federally, we in New Hampshire are ignoring it. So if they pass HR1, if they pass uh, uh, SR1, we in New Hampshire are saying, nope, we're, not, we're ignoring that. We're ignoring all of that because it says in the Constitution that voting for a president of the United States is a is, is a state-by-state state election total, okay? Each state runs their own election, and we give you the numbers of what our state did. So New Hampshire actually passed it, uh, passed it today. Actually, they, they, they've been working on it, but the final one passed today, and we are saying no to HR1 and no to SR1. We are not going to let the federal government dictate how we run our elections here in New Hampshire. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is good news. Now, before we end the show today, I want to show you something real quick. I don't know if you guys are on Clout Hub, but I just signed up for Clout Hub. Let me show you what my account looks like here. There you go. There's... There is my account on Clout Hub, Jeremy Harrell. As you can see, there's me, pretending I'm all cool and everything. I haven't really got the hang of it yet, but if you are on Clout Hub, then definitely look for me, and uh, and let's let's friend each other, because I'm looking for more, more distribution channels, and Clout Hub is definitely growing, and I think I like it. So, we're working on that. And by the way, Father's Day is coming up, folks. Father's Day is coming up. And if you haven't got your husband or your dad some yet... Get some of these my pillow slippers. I'm telling you, it's like walking on feathers. All right? 
when your husband seems annoyed, when you when you might have annoyed your husband, when your kids annoy your your dad so much, uh, all he has to do is just walk and put his feet into those, and then uh, all problems go away. It's almost like Calgon, take me away. But if you go and order some for your dad, or pajamas, or pillows, or anything, put in the promo code LFA so you can get all your discounts, and so a little bit of money can get kicked back from my pillow. Uh, right there with Mike Lindell, right to Live from America. And make sure you go to JeremyHerald.com and become a monthly donor if you can. But if you can't, go there anyway and check out all the cool stuff. We even got some nice stuff there on the store. So, folks, I will not be doing a show tomorrow. I'm doing a charity golf thing all day long for a uh, network of Christian schools to raise money for people's tuition, like my kids. So uh, I'll be playing in a charity golf tournament all day tomorrow. And uh, so I will not be doing any of the uh, Live from Americas tomorrow night at 11. And not at five. And I apologize if that makes you angry. I just, I won't be able to be here. And, and I think what I'm doing is, uh, is well, well worth uh, taking the day off from doing the show. So anyway, folks, I want to thank you for your two hours today. I want to thank you for your two hours every day. I want to thank you for your donations. I want to thank you for your gifts. I want to thank you for your inspiration. And most of all, I just want to thank you for being children of God. Because you know what? There are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one... Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your... Rebirth.